Hi, this is Steve. And this is Lisa. Lisa, get on closer to this microphone over here, girl. What are you doing all the way over there? I was lounging. The, your I... fans need to hear you. <laughs> yeah? All right, guys. Sorry for that, that brief... Uh... Honestly, I don't have the energy to make a bad joke about that, so I'm just going to keep going. It's not a great sign. I need you to gain energy. No, I know. I knew you were not going to be happy to hear me say that. No, it's uh, it was just me saving my energy for all my great performance later. Perfect. There it yeah, is. Yeah, you just have to know where to store it. Yeah. You know. Right. We're we're rationing these days in general, so. Sure. Hey, let's um, let's welcome everyone. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to, to I'm here to history teacher for all of your hot, totally free. Yeah. Content mm. that has nothing to do with any fucking viruses. Yeah. All right? I don't, we're not even going to mention it from We're going to talk about it briefly, I think. Damn it. Yeah. I'm so fucking sick of it. Yeah, dude. I'm so sick of talking about it. Let's talk about like proximal things to it. Maybe not it directly. Because I do want to bring something up that I find like really funny that we're doing right now. Okay. So we first started this. We originally planned on trying to monetize it in this way, some way. Yeah, I mean, back when, yeah. It was very short-lived. It was super short. It was right in the beginning. We we basically did. We were dreamers. Yeah. We did one podcast. We realized how difficult it is to make a really well-prepared, well-researched, have-all-the-equipment podcast. Well, and something that people will in mass will listen to. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, at the time, you got to put in, like, the research and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, is, you know... We bought a house, and that worked for Airbnb, but making a pod, it's not the same. You don't just no. build it, and they come. No, you, you, you need a certain level of... You need talent and many other things. Talent's <laughs> the big one. Talent's the big one. Yeah. Skills yeah. at potting is, is a big thing that we don't have. Yeah. But, but my point is is that we, we quickly realized that we don't have what it takes to have a monetized podcast, but mm-hmm. we did realize that we really like doing it and it's fun to have a thing to talk about with friends and family and stuff like that and mm-hmm. yeah it's a nice way to connect yeah so we kept doing it although it's confusing because i'll see people and they'll reference something in the podcast but i'll forget that they listen and i'll be like how do they know about my life yeah, <laughs> and yeah. i'll be like oh shit i broadcast it yeah um yeah. yeah but it's really cool but my point here lisa yeah is that Maybe if we invested that time and effort and developed our podcasting skills, we'd be in a lot better space right now because we have (laughs) zero people in our Airbnbs and we're just sitting here talking to each other all day, every day anyway. It's true. Not monetizing this podcast. It's true. Yeah. So I really should double down on it. Yeah. So if you want to Venmo us $30, (laughs) I will say literally whatever you want. I will say 30 seconds of whatever you want on this podcast to officially monetize the pod. Hashtag monetize the pod. Oh, wow. You were really... I did not know you were going to go there with this. I mean, um, I'll say whatever you want. I, you want me to do a maxi pad commercial? <laughs> I will personally do a maxi pad commercial. Can I pay you $30 to do that? I mean, no, it's not Lisa, really... <laughs> it's the left hand paying the right hand or whatever the hell that is. You don't know is. about all the money I hide from you. That's not true. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all it's all going in the same pot. Yeah. All right. I mean, whatever you do, you. I yeah. um. We're I... gonna have a mad rush of people giving me <laughs> the whole next pot is just gonna be me reading advertisements because of how many takers we're gonna have on this. <laughs> I'm like racking my brain trying to think of our friends and who would even 
Well, slightest. I guarantee you Russ would do it, but Russ doesn't listen. Yeah. Russ is, the, Russ is the most flippant boy with money in the world. He would just do it for funsies. He would. Make me say something embarrassing that's not even an advertisement. Yeah, but unfortunately, his good friendship does not extend to uh, supporting... Supporting the pot. No, He does yeah. not hashtag support the pot. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, okay, I guess... So, that's it in terms of stupid virus talk. Okay. Um, uh, let's talk about today's content. Okay. Start real vague, like I always do. So I didn't want to do something like super downery. So there's enough downer news right now. Yeah, no, no, Up, so, uppers only. Yeah. So I picked one that isn't super downery. That's like a little neutral, kind of like what we did last week with the dude who couldn't stop eating anything. Hurrah. I dislike on the neutralness of that. You think it was just sad? Well, it was gross. Yeah, it's just a generally gross spot. Yeah, it's not like people are like, oh. I'm so worried about this virus. Make me want to vomit instead. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, no, it's important to distract from. But like the I'm scariness. saying, the distract the type of distraction matters. Yeah. People don't want to stay in the realm of like yeah. generally negative. Yeah. They need positive. Okay. So, so just going, so we're clear, like yeah. a man that eats the world and shits gross things and smells disgusting and we eats babies barely talked about does his not shit. count we as neutral. We barely talked about his shit, okay? It was a small part of Whatever the- we did talk about was not pleasant. Yeah. It's not neutral. I just want you to know that for like life purposes. Like that's not neutral. Okay. That's, right, that's like, fair enough. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right. So today I think it's more neutral. But here's the issue. Oh, so this is your idea of neutral again? Yeah. Great. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to have a conversation about who is the richest person ever to live. Now, mm. neutral, but I kind of realize the issue here is that a lot of people are losing money on this whole stupid virus thing. Yeah. So, again, not the best decision. Because uh... maybe people don't want to listen to me ramble on about people who have infinite wealth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess in the end you're just terrible at neutrality. Yeah. I would be a really bad Swiss person. Terrible. Although you did love those those Swiss uh, slopes. Technically, those were French oh, slopes. Oh, yeah, you though. did go to France. Shoot. Me and Switzerland just don't get along. You don't. My favorite part of our Switzerland trip was going into France. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Which was, is a shame because I went there for work like every yeah. two months. Yeah. But anyway, so... Um, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's do it. It's still yeah. better than yeah. grossness. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so we're going to talk about, so the reason I say we're going to talk about who might be the richest person of all time is because it's actually not really known because it's really hard to say exactly the, the, the net worth of a lot of these people. Well, right. And then there's like inflation and... Well, everything, just to be totally clear, I'm glad you brought that up early. Everything I'm talking about is going to be a modern day adjusted to inflation prices. Mm. Okay. Okay. So let's start with now just to give people a point of, of relativity here. Okay. All right. So, who's the richest man in the world right now? Uh, Bill Gates or that Mexican guy with the Carlos Slim? Yeah. It's not him. It's not Bill Gates. Um, uh, Jeff Bezos. It is Jeffrey Bezos mm. right now. Now, Forbes, um, as of five o'clock today, estimate his net worth to be about one hundred and thirteen billion dollars. Oh my God. Give your fucking money away and help people out. Sorry. You don't... No, <laughs> no one needs... Lisa, we can't No have, one needs more than... We're going to be talking about billionaires all night. Do you want to get it out of your system now? Yeah. <laughs> get your Bernie rant out of the system now? <laughs> this is not, who cares? It's, it's, it's common sense. It doesn't need to be political. No, no one needs that many billions of dollars. 
And, like, how gratifying would it be if, I mean, there's so much cool stuff you could do to help people. And you could do it all on your terms so you could still have your big ego and all your control and all your shit. No one needs that much money. Oh, my God. What are you doing with it? Lisa, here's the fun part. Bezos, (laughs) poor person compared to some of the people we're going to talk about today. Wow, from back in the day. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I've also heard arguments that we, everyone is always saying, wealth is so extreme right now, like, in terms of, like, the, the wealthiest versus the poorest. But, like, I've also heard counter things that it was actually a lot worse in the past in some contexts. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, we're going to talk about one guy in particular tonight who's just, like, the wealth of him versus everyone else is kind of absurd. You look ridiculous right now. Why do, how do your I mustache is literally just, like, you, it's just coated in your chocolate porter. It's not a chocolate porter, it's an oatmeal porter by Union Brewery, Snow Pants. Uh, Still all over your face. It's important this time to buy local beer, support your local beers. Support everyone, if you can. If you have $113 billion. Sorry. And you know know Amazon's doing even better right now. They're like on overload. They're hiring 100,000 people. Yeah, well, good for them. So maybe no, you that's be great. happy that they're hiring people. I'm not happy that We move he, on before this turns into a political podcast. It's not political. This is a historical this podcast. This is the anti... It's at least... Anti... A, non-helpers. Anti-non-helpers. Well, Bezos still has plenty of time to help, okay? So let's yeah, move on. Yeah, he's just got to take advantage of one more crisis. All right. Let's go. Okay. I didn't know I had so much anger. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Louis is going to love you for this. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's a big anti-Amazon guy. Oh, cool. Too bad I still use it every day. Jesus. Yes. So let's okay. talk about mm-hmm. a couple reasons what makes it very difficult to say how much money these guys are worth. Ignoring just the simple fact that we have to estimate how much Bezos is worth and he's currently living. Um, so mm-hmm. other than the fact that it's just simple history and things get lost in history, the two main things that make it hard to measure is, one, some of these guys literally had immeasurable assets. Like, we don't totally know how much he had in that gold mine sort of thing. Mm, or, like, what if they, like, had some, like, relic or something, some ancient, I don't know, my mind's drawing up weird stuff, like Dead Sea Scrolls, but that wasn't really something anyone possessed. But, like, you know, like, something really, like, something that really special, but, like, it just has, you know, no one yeah, so the- went on that an- antique show and... Put a number on it. Right. So the things that these people have that we're going to talk about go far beyond any reaches of what a single or even a museum of items could be worth. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see what I'm talking about. So I'm going to move on for measurable assets because some of the guys we're going to talk about are like perfectly clear examples. So we'll Mm. move on. You know what else? Sorry. Last thing. Entities would be interesting because the Vatican like owns so much. Well, they don't have a lot of wealth. They own a lot of land. Well, then they also own like a ton of art though. They have a lot of art and a lot of land, but, like, I'm not so sure how wealthy they still are in terms of, like, versus Amazon, for example. I don't think they compare. Yeah, okay. Never mind then. All right, sorry. Um, derailment for the minute. Yeah, sure. The other thing that makes it kind of hard to say is something that I am personally calling, how do we measure money that one governs versus privately held money? Right, so Bezos, for example, is obviously privately held money. He just has this money and assets and cash and banks, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you could make this huge argument. I actually had a – my one year I had to take a bunch of makeup classes before going to grad school at Nova. Yep. Had this really interesting um, economics teacher who talked about that he would argue that the richest dude in the world is Vladimir Putin. And the reason, Currently. Yeah, but hear it out. It's a weird take. 
because Vladimir Putin can essentially do whatever he wants within the country of mm. Russia, then he technically has all his access to this wealth. So his wealth is arguably equal to like the GDP of Russia. Yeah, and it speaks exactly to what you talked about with the failed uh, concept of, of pure communism in Russia, is that they missed the last step, which is to um, give all the assets back to the people. Yeah, it's kind of an irony there, for sure. Yeah. Right? It's like the communism died, but the whole dictatorish part of it isn't. And it's not, I don't want to sound like Russia's a pure dictatorship. It's not, but like Vladimir know, Putin whatever it is, it's a lot of access. That's really crazy to think about. That's yeah. pretty legit. I feel like I'm with you, with your professor on that it's one. It's at least something to think about, right? Yeah, yeah, but never would be yeah. quantifiable. In fact, another great example is one of the person whose names kept coming up when I was researching this was Muammar Gaddafi. And it's not like Libya was even that wealthy of a country, but since he was such an intense dictator, yeah. he had the wealth of an entire nation. That's gross. Yeah. Hmm. Now, another great example that we go to, because there are two big names and one of these guys has a really crazy story that I, we don't talk about a lot. So it was Julius Caesar versus a guy named Marcus Crassus. Okay. okay. So they were obviously a charge of the Roman Empire. So Julius Caesar was, and Marcus Crassus was two out of three of the original triumphant of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Okay. Um, Julius Caesar had all the political power for the most part. People mm -hmm. loved and respected them. He was the leader of the, the, all the armies and everything. Uh -huh. And this guy named Marcus Crassus had all this personal wealth. Uh -huh. Here's what Crassus did that is like hilarious because it's far enough away from what used to happen. He'd basically travel with um, Julius Caesar's armies. And one after the war would be fought and their cities would be burning to the ground and their fields would be burning. Oh, you just grab all the gold. He wouldn't grab the gold. He would go to the people who owned the land, and he would buy the land when it was on fire for about 10% of the value. So he went up buying up Italy and lands in Germany. He did this during the Gaelic Wars. It was all over France and, and like, I think just all of, like, Central and Western Europe. He was buying it. He would go up to the owners and be like, hey, um, I'm going to pay you this amount of money for your, your fields. Like, what are you talking about? It's a fraction of the value. It's like, yeah, well, it's currently on fire, so it has no value right now. You're lucky I'm here to do this. And he became, this guy, Marcus Crassus, is, became one of the richest men in the world from doing that. However, oh, Julius Caesar could have had him killed at any moment. You know what I mean? So who has the real value there? I mean, well, yeah, but, I mean, he could have anyone killed at any moment, but I, I okay. Just stick with me here. I have a weird analogy. Um, okay, so you know that movie I was watching the other day that you didn't watch, Stardust? Yeah. Great film. Uh, can you, are you about to use a... a, a so they called it an adult fairy tale film. Yeah, so you're about to use Stardust mm -hmm. to make a metaphor and you're trying to relate mm -hmm. to our listeners. Here. Which is why I said stick with me here. Okay. It's not going to take okay. that long. All right. Anyway, Stardust, if you're looking for something happy and easy and just like carefree... Watch Stardust. I mean, Robert De Niro plays a gay pirate. It's just amazing. Like, it's just, it's just, it's fabulous. And anyways, Michelle Pfeiffer's in that, and she's an evil witch, and she can turn people into animals and vice versa. And I would just say, if that Michelle Pfeiffer was around in Roman times, and she decided to turn a vulture into a human, it would be that Marcus guy, because that is the most vulturistic behavior okay. of all time you are literally you like literally just circling watching destruction and then feasting on what's left 
Yes. Well, that is gross. Yeah, we don't need to beat that point over and over again. Like, if you're a billionaire, you've probably done some pretty shitty things. This is true. Right. But Even if it's, like, mildly unintentional. Still, I'm still going to compare you to an animal when I, when I see the excellent opportunity to do so. That's fair. Yeah. All right. All right. Now... Before we move on Be to the actual list. Be prepared for more great metaphors <laughs> and excellent movie recommendations as well. Okay, yeah. I'm still waiting for a movie recommendation from you that came from the year. Like a new movie rec. I don't think you've, I think the closest one you've given was like eighth grade when it was like two years old. I mean, 2020, that's impossible. I mean, has anything even come out these days, this year? No, but I think the, the winter 2019 movies... I t- Knives Out. We just watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you recommending Knives Out? Sure. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's All a right. movie. It happened. All right. Let's move um, on here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Lisa, let me ask you this question. Because mm-hmm. we're going to get into the actual like historic figures that are in this contest of who might have been the richest person in the world. Mm-hmm. What name first comes to your mind that I'm sure is the first name to come to every American's mind when you say who was the richest person ever to live? Uh, ever to live. Yeah. I'm feeling pressure now. I hate when you ask me these questions. There's not a name that you don't immediately associate with American money. Uh, oh, um, Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller, yeah. right? Um, John D. Rockefeller. Uh. So here's the thing. He arguably might have been the richest man ever, not just in America. Mm. Um, Lisa, what did Rockefeller make his money doing? He steal? Uh, not steal cliffs. He, he had his hand in the steel game. Railroads. No. That's similar. Uh... It's embarrassing. I hate when we go into American history. This one is a little embarrassing. Yeah. No, no, I know. We're going back. This is why, so the pod's gotten better for me because we've gotten away from like traditional U.S. Think history. there will be blood. Oil. Oil, right. He started a company called Standard Oil. They basically Really? Had... Honestly, I had no idea. <laughs> Seriously. I oh. obviously don't have a lot of love for the rich. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fair. He's only like, Not that I don't no. think I would be a good rich person. Like, yeah. I'd be good at it, for sure. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course you will. Yeah. Just, like, finer taste of things, you know? We're really just superior beings all around. Yeah. It's, just... it's, like, actually crazy that no one's paying us yet. Yeah, I mean, again, $30 is all. <laughs> Do you think Rockefeller ever begged people for $30? <laughs> <laughs> um... uh, I don't know. Fuck him, though. Yeah, so let's talk about him. He was actually kind of, like... As far as, like, being, like, a dude worth billions and billions of dollars, he actually kind of had a boring sort of life. He was, like, he started off as, like, a bookkeeper, so he's got that stereotypical boring accountant thing going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, he started Standard Oil. He had an oil monopoly. Um, his value at his death in current money is estimated to be between 300 and $400 billion. Ugh. However, here's the craziest thing about Rockefeller is that these numbers are like could be way off because the reality is is that he basically owned almost all oil. So it was like we have no idea how much oil was actually in all of his wells in the Americas and stuff like that. He owned all of the American oil essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that's a very tough measurement. So how do we can we even say how much money he really had? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Now. Okay. Lisa, another fun fact that I think is important to share. Yeah. Rockefeller suffered from depression. Richest man in the world suffered from depression. Okay? So, people, mental health's real. All right? No matter what situation you're in, it can be tough. All right? Yeah. Remember that. Stay strong, people. 
Stay strong. Um, Jim Carrey has a great quote about it. He's like, I wish everyone could be rich and famous so they could see that it's, um, that it's not everything. Um, and I'm messing up that quote because it was more poetic than that. Um, but yeah, no, he just, there is, I mean, my dad loves to talk about this. There's like a, there's a threshold, right? Like they've done the, like the, like, I don't know, the math, the science, on like study. A, a study and like there is a threshold right like I think it's like $75,000 definitely if you're there or above like your happiness is higher because you're meeting your basic needs but then after that it like completely flatlines right um, unless you use your billions to help the world and like that would be pretty awesome so between talking about helping the world yeah. and talking about Rockefeller yeah there's another guy I want to talk about okay do you know who it is so um, like Rockefeller I'm thinking of, of another Carnegie person. Carnegie's in the conversation. I'm also always. thinking of um, who's that asshole that we saw with all, all his name was all over those fields in Sri Lanka, the tea guy. Um, I think that was British. You're thinking of Lipton. Lipton. No, I wasn't thinking of Lipton. Oh, I think it was Rockefeller. I think Rockefeller owned some of those. He did. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But so let's talk about Carnegie. Okay. Because Carnegie <laughs> is a name that I want to bring up because people were probably throwing it out there. So do you know how Carnegie made his money? Andrew Carnegie. Also an American, by the way. Well, okay. technically he was Scottish, but then he was a Scottish-American okay. immigrant. So I'm just going to go through my guesses again. Steel. Yes, steel, essentially. Sweet. Railroads is kind of secondary, but his main thing was steel. Yeah. So Carnegie was actually an interesting character because... Who sounds like him? He was a Scottish. He was Scott. You know, we have a special place in our hearts for the Scots. We do. Um, but he came to America with very little, and he became, at one point, he was wealthier than Rockefeller. Okay, let's talk about his life, though. Because on one hand, he did some pretty shitty things. Um, he was super predatory in his sort of pricing and business to gain a bunch of money. So mm -hmm. one of the things he did when he started his steel company is that he sold steel at like a tenth of the cost of every other steel company and just took losses for about three years. And then guess but what? Like the Michael P Scott Paper Company. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Yep. So guess what happened to all the steel companies in America? They went bankrupt. Yeah, they went bankrupt, and then he was the only steel company left. And guess what he did to the price of steel after that? Cut it even lower. Yep. <laughs> Genius. No. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously he jacked yeah. it up, and then he, he had a monopoly. And it was he had a monopoly, and that's how he pretty much became super, super wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, so he did that move. Um, and then another really shitty thing he was involved in is something called the Johnstown Flood, where he lived in Western PA because you know it's steel, where that's where, oh yeah, um, you know Pittsburgh Steelers and all that yeah, good shit. Yeah, 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 it's all coming together. He was a member of this super super elite country club, um, where they bought government lands to turn it into like a hunting and fishing ground, and then they dammed up a river, right? Mm -hmm. But these rich guys didn't want to spend too much money on the dam. And eventually the dam bursts and it flooded and killed 2,000 people in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. <sighs> Guess how many of them went to jail? Negative five. Yeah, I think they took friends out of Yeah, no, of course none of them went to jail because <laughs> this is America and you don't put millionaires in jail. No, right? white collar crime. Yeah. You can get away with that, whatever you want. Um, but let's talk about the good things that Carnegie did for a sec, please. Okay. We don't know a lot of how much money he was really worth because he gave so much of his money away by the time he died. Was this after he killed a bunch of people and felt bad? It was. Uh, but basically what happened is he stole his, he sold his steel company 
to J.P. Morgan, and that purchase of his steel company made him, for like a couple of years, wealthier than Rockefeller. Fella? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's going to go ahead and like give away like hundreds of millions of dollars to charities and education and libraries and stuff like that. Oh, this. like Carnegie Mellon University? Like Carnegie Mellon, but don't like Mellon too much because Mellon was also one of the guys part of the Johnstown flood. But yes, that's what Carnegie Mellon University is based off of, is like those two dudes starting a school. Jeez. I should have named it like... No. Nope. Flood Regret. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> flood Regret you. <laughs> oh, F- True. F-R-U. <laughs> okay, yep. Alright, so I just like talking about Carnegie because he's such an interesting character, but he's actually not really in the contest. There's only three people in this contest. One of them was Rockefeller. The other two is a guy... <laughs> Are you doing that as a joke? No, I'm not. So I listened to a lot of rap music growing up. <laughs> you know. And it was all about Rockefeller records. So I like still to this day spell it John D. Rockefeller <laughs> and say Rockefeller. <laughs> Well, I can't let like, you get away rock. with that. I can't <laughs> condone that. And it really, it messes up my understanding of what his actual... Sometimes, like, because I don't say <laughs> Rockefeller enough, I get it twisted in my head when I'm actually trying to say it. I say stuff like Rockefeller. <laughs> because I just my I grew up saying Rockefeller. It's yeah. the rock. All right. <laughs> All right, Steven. Uh, let's move on. Yes. Next please. guy. Might be the richest man who's ever lived. <laughs> yeah. You're laughing at my hair. What no, have no, I told no, you about? No, no, I'm still rocking. I was rocking. Okay. Laughing at your Rockefeller. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, your hair's like okay, I guess. <laughs> Next guy, I can almost guarantee you've never heard of him, yet he might have been the richest person who's ever lived. Have you ever heard of the name Jacob Fugger? <laughs> no. Jacob Fugger? It's German. Jacob? I don't know. Jacob Fuber? <laughs> it's, it's not even oh, no, now I know. It's Fugger. It's with G's. It's F U G G U R. Yeah, I, yeah, still not ringing any bells. Yeah, so here's the deal with this guy. He was a German merchant uh-huh. who had a monopoly for all of Europe, not just Germany, a monopoly in Europe on copper, an almost monopoly on silver, and an almost monopoly on mercury. Oh, wow. Nicknamed Quicksilver. Not just a clothing store. No, uh-huh. clothing brand. That was a, yeah, it was a brand. I don't know if they have their own stores. They probably have. Yeah, I think they have their own stores. One tends to follow the other. And they just sold in Pakistan stores, I think. Okay. Um, now, he, another big thing for him is that he grew up financially with the Habsburgs. He basically made the Habsburgs a thing while doing banking for the Habsburgs. Jesus. Um, now, I, uh, that's all I'm going to say about this dude because he... He probably deserves his own podcast. It's on one thing you can say a really boring story. He was a German merchant. He has enough money. I mean, he doesn't get a podcast. Yeah, right, right. Okay, let's move on then. Yeah. But he he really basically my point is is that he pulled the strings in Europe for like fifty years because he was so wealthy and like no one has even heard of him because he's like a real. Uh, he's like um. What's he's like face? way richer than any of the Medici's. He's he's like uh. Shit. Tyrion Lannister? Exactly. Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister. Yeah, he's basically Tywin Lannister, except he was like less famous. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> but I think that was all like part of his bit. 
you know, be super rich, stay behind the scenes, make all the moves in Europe. So we need to do a whole episode on him. Fine, I'll allow it. Now, let's move on, Lisa. Okay. To the last person that we're going to talk about. And the reason we're going to talk about him last, I'm doing this intentionally, because I kind of think, even though I've been teasing this, is these are all maybe the richest people in the world. Mm-hmm. I kind of think this guy is the richest dude ever to live. And I kind of, after doing my, like, finalizing my research this week, I don't even think it's really close anymore. Hmm. I feel like we're in one of those situations where you're arguing best band, but it's not the real argument who's the best band. Everybody knows who the Beatles, the Beatles are the greatest band that ever lived and ever mm-hmm. will be. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. really an argument over who's the second best band of all time. Yeah, and that's boring. Who cares? Yeah, right? The Beatles are already there. No matter wh- how much... Tim and Louie think they know about <laughs> bands. There's just no contest. The Beatles are the greatest band of all time. They, don't they are not them. overrated whatsoever. Okay. I won't get into that argument. Say it. Agree with me. Do it. Do I it. I will do Say what it. I want. Agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're putting me in a tough position here. Because uh, I did agree, but now... You know, not, you know, I can't I, give I, people what they want I, when they ask for it like it's that. It's true. I wanted it too much. You did. That's I a know. good life lesson. Yeah, whatever. I don't even care about the Beatles. It's all good shit. All right? So mm-hmm. let's talk about the Beatles and money then. This is some name. You ready for this, Lisa? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. I've been ready. Mensa Musa the First. Ever heard of him? Is there anything to do with, like... Oh, I don't think that's a reference most people would know. There was a, like a... What would you call it? Like a, it was some kind of high school. It was like a special math and science high school that you had to get into in Illinois, and it was called Mensa. That is so far <laughs> away from being what we're talking about. Maybe tell me more. Maybe there's a weird link. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so can you guess? Let's try to narrow it down. Can you guess what continent Mansa Musa was from? It does sound a little African. It is African. Okay. Do you know what, like, the wealthiest African empire of all time was? Ooh. It is not Egypt, for those of you out there thinking Egypt. I was not great thinking guess. that. Um, Senegal? No, Ethiopia? Right area. In oh, West no. Africa? No, no, it's West Africa. It's West Africa? Um, ooh, West Africa. Not Senegal. Um... It wasn't Ghana either. Ghana was wealthier than Senegal. I think, no, Senegal has a really crazy background. I mean, a lot of West Africa does for the reasons we're going to talk about right about now. Mm. They have two resources that everybody loves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, everybody, Europeans and Asians. Um, this is going to bother me. I'm going to say it because we can't have this much dead air, Liz. I need, I need it's our know. pod. If we're doing it for free, we can do what we want. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, can I get one more hint? Um, there's a really fun-sounding city that's still a part of this. the name of this country. A city that's still a West part of Africa, the name? West Africa, a really fun name. In the city with a really fun name. It's like the main city in this modern-day country. Uh, I mean, fun. Um, I'm thinking of like the capital of Burkina Faso, which is like... We have friends, last named Rogers and Quentin, and Butler. Yeah. What's that name? Oh, Tim. Okay, and then Timbuktu. Timbuktu of Mali. Mali. 
Yeah, so Mansa Musa, number one of Molly. Molly, really? God, because yeah. they are just really not not that way anymore. Well, no, now they're just a landlocked West African country. They're one of they're one of the most struggling countries in, in the continent. Right, which is why this is kind of sad, because they used to be, like, arguably the wealthiest country in the world and uh, definitely had the richest man ever to live. Wow. Who was Mansa Musa. Now, quick background, because it's not super crazy. He just took over Mali in a lineage of, of kingdoms, essentially, yeah. right? And he rose to power, and he basically turned into a conqueror, and he conquered 24 surrounding cities around Mali, of, around modern Mali and sort of West Africa, and created the modern-day Mali Empire. Hmm. And it stretched, it wasn't always landlocked, it stretched this huge amount yeah. of um, coastal territory all the way about sort of 25%-ish into, like, East into Africa, like which is massive because yeah. Africa is such a massive continent. Yeah. Um, and he's basically turns Mali into the largest producer of. Do you know the two goods? Is it ivory. It's not ivory. Uh, gold. Gold is one of them. The and other one is food related. Food related. Yeah. Ooh. Um. I mean, Kosovo is really big there, but I can't imagine that's what it was. No, I mean, uh, don't overthink this. What is like? What is the main thing that I? Anything I ever cook for you, I put a little bit of this on top of it before I give it to you. Salt. Salt. Ah. Right. So there's lots of gold and salt in Africa and European. Is salt a food or a mineral? I said it's food related. Food related. Yeah. Mm. Um. So. Yes, yeah, so, so the Asians and Europeans became obsessed with it. I put salt on your food, too, when I make it for you. Just I would hope so. Salt is incredible, and it's a flavor enhancer. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have a choice. You'd <laughs> barking at me for days. You're so obsessed with salt. Because yeah. when used properly, it's the most important ingredient. I just wanted you to go on your little salt rant. Okay. You're so passionate. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, like Timbuktu is sort of right in the middle of the Trans-Saharan trade route, which is stupidly named because there was actually a shitload of different routes within the Trans-Saharan trade routes. <laughs> so he, like, amassed a massive amount of, like, a huge fortune and had a shitload of gold um, and is basically turned Timbuktu into, like, the one of the first modern cities. Mm. Now, the big thing, the big story about Mansa Musa that we have to talk about. This is going to be a long pod, people. Buckle in. It's not like you have anywhere to go anyway, so shut up and quit complaining. <laughs> now, he was a devout Muslim. This is like 1300s. Okay, yeah. so Islam's been in Northern Africa for like 500 years or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, he's a devout Muslim. And where do all Muslims go at one point in their lives, Lisa? Mecca. Mecca. In? Uh, is it Saudi Arabia? It is. Good job. Now, he is going to go on a pilgrimage to Mecca. And because he's so rich, he's Mansa Musa, he has 60,000 men with him, all decked out in like incredible silks from China. He has 12,000 slaves with him, all carrying gold, and 800 camels carrying gold as well. Wow. All right? And he is going to trek from Timbuktu, which is West Africa, mm-hmm. and head across the Sahara and into Egypt and then head up over into Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or the Arabian Peninsula, I guess I should say. Right. It wasn't called Saudi Arabia back then. Right. Um, and what he's going to do is he's going to buy so much stuff and give away so much gold that he is actually going to crash the economy of multiple cities 
on the way there. Because he was just giving it away. He was give like he would go through. So he had all of the camels carrying gold dust. So he would walk by peasants and just sprinkle like they would hold out their hands, and he would just like, like waft like take gold dust and just waft it into peasants' hands. What would you do with that? Well, I mean, it was gold. They still had like, value. You just carry it and melt it into something. Yeah, or? gold can be melted down, and then like that he seems was stressful. Like, Nobody sneezed. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. <laughs> Okay, so... But it was also buying up all of the goods, because, like, it was still technically exotic goods and shit like that, you know? Okay. Well. Uh-huh. Oh, shit, cry. For our listeners, I'm now opening a Hialai by Cigar City, a local Florida brewery. Huh. I believe it's a soft H. No, that's a J. It's a soft <laughs> J. Just like that silent R, uh... Yeah, exactly. You get it. So the three cities that he's going to essentially destroy their economy is, interestingly, Medina and Mecca, which are the two two of the three holy cities for um, the Islamic religion. So he's going to destroy their economies by uh, you know filling it with gold. Trivia, Lisa. What is the third holy city of the Islamic religion? Don't overthink it. It's an easy one. Israel. I mean, uh, Tel Aviv? I mean, Jerusalem? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was really into, like, I, w- I was a big association mm-hmm. with Israel in general, and I had a little t- time narrowing it down. Yeah. Um, now, okay. the worst city that got hit was Cairo in Egypt. Um, he spent so much gold there that it basically ruined their economy for the next 12 years, and it used to be one of the wealthiest countries in the world. Oh my or God. cities in the world, I should say. And it took 12 years for them to recover. And that's after he returned and started taking back gold. So he started, like, taking gold and he was, like, borrowing gold at really high interest rates. Um, and, like, even selling back To try gold. to help him? Yeah, he was trying to help him out. Oh, wow. Because, he, like, in the time it took for him to go from Cairo to Mecca and then return, they were already screwed. So when they saw him coming back, they were like, yo, this wow. is not cool. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'm trying to think about the economics on that, on like an influx of Well, it's wealth. literally exactly what happened in the Spanish Empire that destroyed the Spanish Empire, too. Is that if all you do is, 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 is have gold, it's kind of it's like not, it's not great for the economy. It's not well balanced. Yeah. Okay, like that's the only asset? Yeah, you're destroying the price of gold. Like all that was left in Cairo after he left Oh, was yeah, yeah, okay, it's like... So like, what are you, you're going to take your gold bar and go buy what with it? Yeah, it's like, it's like, the, it's like the equivalent of hyperinflation. Yeah. It's like printing too much money. Exactly, yeah. Okay, got it. So that is the, the, the quick story of Mansa Musa. I mean, he's the guy who created Timbuktu and created this massive empire and then had so much money, he destroyed several cities' economy. Wow. Um, now, let's talk about how much money he made, Lisa. How much money he was worth. Well, it's got to be over 500 million, right? If he's undisputed. Billion. Billion. Billion, sorry. Yeah, so the lowest I ever saw was 400 billion. billion. Most people say, the more sources you look at, would say, like, literally his wealth was immeasurable. Like, he literally essentially had, like, infinite amounts of money. Wow. Um... Which is interesting, you know? Yeah, uh, and it's just, I, 
I, I think we need to hear more about all of these civilizations in both the Middle East and Africa because I think a lot of people are ignorant to like how much, how advanced so many of those societies were before they were just destroyed um, through colonization. Yeah. And, and other things as well. I mean, it wasn't just that. But, yeah. um, but at the same time, it's really hard to hear about them because it's so, it's sad thinking that like so much greatness was destroyed. It was... You know, yeah, I, uh, it's t- it can be tough. Yeah, um, these ancient that, that was like a really hard part about for me hearing about what ISIS was doing in the Middle East, mm. just like all those ancient, like beautiful oh, structures yeah. they were destroying and like the religious relics and all this stuff. That was like really, it was tough. Oh, it's it's, it's tough to watch. It's terrible, and also like, I mean, if you don't study the Middle East or you don't. You know, it's it's a, it's a very misunderstood part of the world in general. I mean, it's complex. I mean, the United States is complex. There's a lot to keep track of everything. But, I mean, people, a lot of people don't realize, like, Syria was, like, a very thriving, impressive country. Yeah, and, sure. and, like, sure. it's really just, it's so devastating what, what still happens, you know. It's just sad. It's just really sad. For sure. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. All right. So those are the richest people in the world ever. Um, quick shout out to a little guy named Augustus Caesar. I didn't include him on here, Lisa, because apparently he owned Egypt as a personal asset, which was worth like $2 trillion apparently. But I'm not really sure what the difference was between being the governor of that territory versus owning it as a personal asset. Mm. Maybe that deserves its own podcast, but I should throw it out there. It's confusing because you know what it makes me think of? Hmm. Shit's Creek. So they bought that town. And yeah. I'm like, but like, what What do you... Do you Towns you don't, don't generate income. Yeah, you don't get to collect the taxes. They, yeah. Like, they, they're, there's already predetermined yeah. things those are going towards. Yeah. Let's uh, not speak ill of Shit's Creek, though. I am what, not speaking the, ill of Shit's Creek. One of the best shows oh, of the last How dare years. you accuse me of such a thing? <laughs> I'm just saying that I... Because you can. You can buy towns, and I don't understand the value. Yeah, I don't know if I understand the laws and stuff enough to, to, to really get into that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Hmm. All right, Lisa, do you want to tell the people about the new show that you're watching that you're obsessed with? Uh, why do you embarrass me so, so much, Stephen? Well, I mean, this is a, let's be a truth-telling podcast. We are a truth-telling podcast. Yeah, tell I'm trying to think of something embarrassing your about truth. you. Um, you, I can. I will call myself out after this. You tell them about your TV show. Uh, yeah, it's on your terms, though. Okay, you. Can, right, I, I honestly, I can't think of anything that bad for you. But um, yeah. So okay, I started watching Love Is Blind um on Netflix, and <laughs> I don't know. I just it makes me squeal. I just like it's just so. It's just. I'm like <laughs> what. But like it's also like for those you of you who don't sorry. know, oh, this I can, is a show based on a premise of two people not seeing each other, talking three or four times, and then getting married. Kind of, yeah. They like <laughs> it starts. Yeah, they like have all these. There's a bunch. They have like all these blind dates. Like they, there's a girl's house and a boy's house, and they like they can't see each other, but they talk through this wall, and then um, and if they are really vibing at any point, they can decide they want to get married. And then if they do decide that, then they, like, get whisked away to this, like, Mexico Mexican resort. I haven't really gotten farther than this. And then they, like, see each other and, like, you know, get into, like, the – not just the, like, emotional connection, but, like, the rest of the relationship. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a quite the experiment, I got to say. I mean – 
Because it is, it's like, you know, it, it changes things when you can't see them, but then you like, you like, it, the one person says something really interesting, which is just like, it's like on a date, you're just so self-conscious. Like you're always worried about, I mean, I say this like I ever went on dates. Uh, we but, went on a couple dates. We, yeah. Okay, fine. We went on like a date. No, at least a couple. Okay. I, I, okay. Probably just the one. Just the one. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> on that one date where I learned everything I know about dates, um, you know, you're like, you're worried about, <laughs> I'm saying this as like, you make, <laughs> I probably was, I was not worried enough about this on our date, mm-hmm. but you're worried about like your appearance and like how you're eating and like things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you're just self-conscious and like, what are they thinking of me? And you're trying to read their face and like, and all of that goes away and you can just like be, you can just say or do whatever you want. There's also no pressure because like, there's a bunch of other people you can go talk to. To try to like figure out who your match is, and there's no you don't have to pick one of them to get married. You can like half the show like just like leaves because they're like I didn't find anyone I got want to get married to. So I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I'll I'll have a lot more to say when it gets further on. Here's here's my here's my thing that I my big issue with this show mm-hmm. is that it's it's called like Love Is Blind, mm-hmm. right? And they the whole concept is like they're not getting engaged like engaging based on looks. It's about conversation. Yeah, which isn't. Awesome topic, but they're all hot people. It's just a bunch of hot people still. Yeah. Like, what is the point if everyone's still hot? Like, everyone that sees each other when the screen's unveiled and they go see each other, like, this is fantastic. You're hot, I'm hot, and that's every single... It was like a prerequisite to have nice boobs to be on the show. Great and boobs. And on a show called Love is Blind. Great boobs. Um, I don't know. I, I disagree only in the sense that if they didn't do that, then they were just fucking with people for entertainment. Like, truly, though, because they could have easily... That's a what doing. It's a TV show. That's what TV shows are, fucking with people for entertainment. But it's, it's entertainment enough to just see people that decide to get married and say, I love you to each other after four dates. Yeah, whatever. So, it would have been ballsy of them to throw in, like, three ugly people. I I get where you're coming from. First of all, I think, like, the, it's way better than, like, The Bachelor. Like, By those the way, girls no are insane. one's actually ugly. I just mean, like, stupid traditional oh, things. Oh, yeah, you sound like a total pig right now. Ugly. Um, everyone is beautiful in their own right. It's true. Um, but also, like, these people aren't, like, as, like, superficial. Sorry, I want to say superficial. But, like, The Bachelor, for example. Like, those girls, like, they work out for, like, four months before they get on that show. And it's, like, so focused on looks. I don't think it's that intense. There are some really good-looking people on it. But I don't know. They also are just people. Yeah, really jacked handsome men people you would do excellent on that show boo oh thanks liz yeah especially if you lifted a little more wait a minute hey <laughs> hey just kidding you're perfect but i had Lisa, to, it was I was just joke. About to sign off by saying i think the richest man of all time is actually me <laughs> being married to you and now you just ruined it by no that's me. part of that's part of what i have to offer you i keep you in your place your head can't get too big it's true. Yeah. It I do have to be the right size. Really undeserved high self-esteem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm here for. Oh, thanks, Cut Bill. you down a notch. Yeah. Um, Just to embarrass myself, you're watching a stupid TV show. Mm-hmm. And while you're watching it, mm-hmm. I am playing a 1994 video game called Final Fantasy III. It was also released as Final Fantasy VI in America. But it's Final Fantasy three, so they release different Final Fantasies in each country. <laughs> we don't need to get into it that. Yeah, but that I just want to embarrass so myself as well. You're watching trash TV. 
I'm playing arguably the nerdiest video game alive. I've always maintained that the nerdiest thing about me is that I'm obsessed with the Final Fantasy franchise mm-hmm. until I started a history podcast. Now that might be the most nerdiest thing about me. Yeah, I mm, but, mm, I feel like I'm forgetting a nerdy thing about you. But I'm sure there's plenty, but I'm just saying nerdiest. It's top two, like 1A, 1B, history podcast, playing Final Fantasy. Okay. Okay. I don't even like video games. Like, I think video games yeah. are stupid. Yeah, you don't like math and science. I don't like math and science. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would love to be good at those things. I wish I was as good at math and science as I am at Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this rambled on for it a long time. That was a long ramble. Let's get the hell out of here. i got to figure out what song to take us out with. But, uh, oh, my God, it's definitely going to be a Wu-Tang. My name is Steve. I was a history teacher. And my name is Lisa. And I married him. <laughs>